What is up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Sonar Thoughts Podcast here on Spotify. I know I uploaded, like, the late 420 episode earlier, but, uh, well, I'll be honest. I got really bored and really high, and I'm sitting out here just, like, having these weird, deep, like, mental conversations with myself. And this is going to be more of those, like, self-reflective type of podcasts. Like, I want to make you guys think with this one. So first thing I want to bring up in this one is none of the things I'm none of the questions that I'm about to ask none of the the statements that I'm about to make or the stories I'm gonna tell are like targeting anybody because I kind of like thought through what I was gonna say before recording this one so nothing that comes up in this episode is targeting any person based on gender sex or lack thereof um (laughs) That, like nationality, race, color of your skin, color of your eyes, gray amount in your hair like mine. So let's get that out of the way. I am not, I, I, I do not hate anybody. I believe everybody deserves nothing but love and like good vibes and everything like that. So uh, before we get too deep into this, I had to clarify that because I was thinking about it and I'm like, maybe some people in my life might think that these questions are specifically targeting them. And I just wanted to make it clear that that is not the case. I was just thinking about it earlier because I left my job at the restaurant, right? And the only thought that I kept thinking about leaving that job at the restaurant is, oh, that's gonna be less money. Now, I don't think when you work a job that like, making money should be the only important thing about working a job because let's be honest at least a few of us out there have had parents or like family or somebody that you knew who worked a job that they fucking despised who worked in like i don't know customer service for like a decade or something like that or like 20 30 years and to go through like a soul-sucking like life is pointless type of job There's really no, like, good reason to put yourself through those kinds of things. Like, and I admit, yeah, less money might be a little more stressful. But at the end of the day, like, life goes on. Like, there is nothing in this world that can, like, truly break you unless you let it. And that's the first thing I want to talk about tonight. Nothing in this world can truly break you unless you let it. Because think about it. You can literally lose everything. There are people who have done it, gone there, been there. You can literally just, there could be an earthquake right now and like my stone ass could fall off my patio and hit my head on the concrete below and I'm gone. And then what does my family depend on? Like, I could like, like, according to like the theory of anarchy, You can do whatever you want. It's just society has created all these restrictions and clauses around everything that, like laws that dictate the way that people behave. Now, what I mean by that is like, could you run down the street bare ass naked? Yes, you could. You are quite capable of doing such a thing. But what is the reason that you don't? Number one, most of us don't want to. And number two, because you could go to jail for it. But is, de- is, is that a consequence of nature? Is that a consequence of construct? 
And I believe that like there's so many things that have become construct in human life. For example, my best example I could come up with is how we measure success. How do you measure success? Do you measure your success in monetary gains, academic leaps? Like, do you measure your success in just being able to like make it like through the day? Some people do. Some people do. Like I admit when I've been in a couple of dark places in my life, finding that little thing that just kept you going is the most important thing because if you don't have anything worth like pursuing, then what's the point? You're here for a reason, find it. Like, I know that sounds like that's supposed to be like a super deep thought, but it's really not like you exist for a reason. You know, hell, you could even exist on accident. Who cares? You can still serve a purpose in the world and be something, do something. But a lot of people lack the discipline to do anything about their situation. Because we see all these societal things and these family traditions and these like, like things that are all built up that dictate the way that you are allowed to behave as a person. For example, people think it's weird if you're, I don't know, an atheist and you don't celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or anything like that. Like to someone who grew up in a Catholic family as a small child at the age of eight, I would never be able to believe that people don't celebrate Christmas. Like, okay, I was kind of cool with it when I found out about the whole Hanukkah thing. But it was, still took me some time getting used to it. I was like always telling like my Jewish friends Merry Christmas when I was a little kid. Because I was like, oh, it's Christmas time. And they'd be like, it's Hanukkah. And I'm like, is it Hanukkah? Okay, well, happy Hanukkah. Like, I didn't care as a little kid. I didn't even, I was just like, yeah, okay. But as an adult, you realize the importance of these traditions in people's lives and how they've shaped things for hundreds of years. Like, I'm not disregarding anybody's faith or anything like that. I'm just saying, you grow up a certain way. You learn to behave a certain way. You learn what is right and what is wrong according to your parents' experience, your teachers' experiences, your friends' experiences, and the experiences of the world around you. That is where you get your concept of right and wrong because right and wrong can also be a variance of opinion. One person's right can be another person's wrong. One person's left can be another's right if you're looking each other in the face. Because if you're too busy staring at each other and figuring out what's going on in that person's head, you're not moving together. You're not side by side. And that is another big problem in society right now that I feel is everybody is too busy trying to be separated. Now, what I mean by this is everybody feels like they have to have a label like they feel like they have to have some sort of thing like stapled to their forehead so that the world can look at them and go oh wow they're special like and what i mean by that is you get people who are very hardcore like like gay rights and like like whatever the fuck you want to talk about lgbtqa plus i don't know all the initials i'm sorry guys if i missed anything in there I really am. I, I love everybody again. But like you have people who are super gay rights, right? For example, I want everybody to be happy. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, trans, whatever you want to label yourself as. Sexually, an Apache A31 attack helicopter. All I care about is that you're happy. 
Hell, I like I, I, that's all that matters to me. But what society says is there's these com- communities where people have grown up in a very strict religious community where it's like, you know, oh no, you can't be gay. Like, you cannot be gay. Like, gay is a, like, it's like treated like a disease. And those people firmly believe in what they were brought up in. You firmly believe what you were brought up in. And that just forces an opposition against each other. It can't be all about one group and nothing about the other group. And it can't be all about one group and nothing about that group. Because they stand in opposition to each other. There has to be give and take. There has to be compromise, wins and losses. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, okay, cool. Well, I was raised Catholic, like I just said. And I'm not going to sit here and, like, judge anybody for their preferences. You know, like, I'm not a practicing Catholic now. That's just what I grew up in, and that's the traditions I know. But, like, I'm not going to sit up here and, like, criticize a Jew's right as to what is holiday someone of the Jewish faith practices like he's a he's a jew like let him do his thing man he's a jew he celebrates hanukkah awesome good for you oh you celebrate kwanzaa oh okay great good for you oh you're an atheist we'll have a nice day if we could learn to be more like that and just accepting of everybody then everything would balance out but no there's such a power struggle of what is right what is wrong what is good and what is evil at the end of the day, that's all it is. In the words of uh, fucking Geralt, lesser, evil, middling, it's all evil. Like, it's all evil. And that's a good point. Because some things that I see is great, like eating a cheeseburger to somebody that doesn't eat beef for whatever reason, they could look at me and go, that's wrong. And that's right to them. It's, it's And we can agree to disagree on certain things. But that's not the case in the world. It's not like, hey man, that's like I'm not gonna get a, I'm not gonna get a cheeseburger because I don't eat beef. But you can get a cheeseburger. Like I'll get like chicken nuggets or something. You know, somebody that like has a different dietary regimen than you, and you should be respectful of that. You can't sit there and go, no, you have to get a cheeseburger because we went to Carl's Jr. No, get the chicken stars, dude. Get a get a hand breaded chicken sandwich. I don't give a flying fuck. Like. Okay, if someone's vegetarian, I remember like there was this one vegetarian kid that me and my buddies went to school with and he would not stop reminding everybody every like two or three hours that he was vegetarian. Like you couldn't get through a whole conversation with him at lunch without hearing how vegetarian he was or what kind of vegetarian food he was eating that day and that he doesn't eat meat because he's a vegetarian. And like people like that, bother me because like it's like i get it you're a vegetarian i am not okay we disagree on this but i'm not gonna sit here and force you to eat my cheeseburger so you shouldn't sit there and force me to like not eat real meat or eat your tofu or whatever you're eating let's like a protein supplement i don't know i'm not a dietary expert by the way i am a pot and i can survive off of hot cheetos and sandwiches for weeks at a time with no water and mostly caffeinated sodas but either way that's my point like if people could agree to disagree like oh i'm vegan i respect your decision to eat meat and all i ask is that you respect my decision not to eat meat there you go there's the problem solved it's the same thing with like racism okay you're black 
I respect that. Oh, you're white. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, you're Hispanic. Oh, you're Italian. You're Canadian. You're Mexican. Whatever you want to pick, whatever race, who gives a shit? Under if you took me, if you took me, a white guy in his like late twenties, and you took somebody from India, a guy in their mid twenties, and took all of our skin off, which is a morbid thing to think of. No skin, no hair, no facial features, no nothing, just tissue and bones. Let's say you strip it even further down. You go down to just the skull. Yeah, there's some differences based in like where we live. Like maybe someone's heads are shaped different somewhere else. I don't know. I remember that being like a thing with like like the development of blue eyes because of the like how much snow there was in the north that like having lighter colored eyes made it easier to like see because of snow glare. And it was dark a lot more in the year there, so people develop blue eyes because it's like taking the the, the brown pigment off because brown eyes, I guess, act as like natural sunglasses to an extent. I don't know if that's true, by the way. But I did look it up and I did discover that people with colored eyes could see better at night and people with brown eyes can see better during the day because our eyes just filter out different types of light and like that's just the way that that works and it's the same thing with the race thing like if you took everything off we're both we're, we you break it down you break down our carcasses the same way you take out the same organs you take out the same things like a heart a liver a lungs a leg, a femur, teeth. We are all made of the same components, essentially, and none of that matters anyway, because if we were created from the Big Bang, that we are just somehow come to exist as sentient, like, bits of energy driving a meat suit that's powered by, like, the consumables of the planet. Energy can't be trans- like, can't be created or destroyed, it can only be transferred into one form or another. So does that mean that like the electrical signals firing through you and you die, if they disperse because this body's not running anymore, are you still in there? Or do you like disperse out back into the universe? Like, are you still you? Are you a culmination of yous? Do you get to go out and explore the universe and learn its secrets? But you can only do that when you die so that you, that way you can't ruin the surprise for everyone else on earth. Like. The craziness of the idea is startling, but then they tell you you have eternity afterwards. Like, if I could spend eternity as, like, a spirit after the end of Earth and all things, just being able to float out into, like, the universe and go see things that, like, nobody else has seen, like, planets that no one's seen. Hell, like, if you have eternity, you might as well just pick a little piece of light and start, fluff, like, flying towards it. You're a ghost. You get too close to a sun, you're not gonna burn. Like, imagine being able to see those two suns that rotate around each other. I should be saying stars, those stars that rotate around each other, or being able to, like, hear all these sounds and, like, all these different things as a ghost because the vibrations would function differently in space. 
like you'd be able to hear the sounds of space if there is any sound like i know it's a vacuum but like to be fair we've never like really gone up into space and just recorded space before have we is there sound from space i'm looking this up after the podcast but like i'm sure there's things colliding out there in space i'm sure like a sun makes noise you know And like, here's the crazier part. You know what one weird fear I have? My biggest fear, speaking of the sun and stars in the universe, stems from me reading a child's almanac at the age of like six or seven and reading about how the sun was going to engulf the four inner planets before it begins like the end of its life cycle when it starts expanding. Like, when I read that and I was like, that would mean everything on earth is one day destined to be completely destroyed. So what do we do? Do we go out into the universe? Do we go out into like another planet? Do we know exactly like how old the sun is? Like, do we know what's gonna be happening? when this happens like what we have a date and then i read that it said like a million like no like not a million like 10 billion years from now is when the sun is scheduled to fucking depart that gives us 10 billion years to figure things out here and that's a scary thought because for all the time we've spent here, we really haven't figured much out except for in the last few decades with our technological advances. Like, yeah, the Romans built their amazing structures and the ancient Greece, Greeks and, like, you know, the, the ancient Japanese with their, like, forgery and their, like, beautiful, like, towers and things like that. Their castles, like... We've come a long way in the last few years as far as technology goes. But, like... When do you hit that point where you're just like, okay, this is as far as we can go unless we expand more. If we don't find a place to live or make a place to live, like I was thinking about this one time, I was like, Halo, the ring in Halo, the Halo in Halo, an external planet, or maybe like colonizing some planet suitable for life once we figure out like long distance space travel at a quick pace, like like going to reach. Like, if we could find a second planet that was basically, like, an identical Earth. It'd be insane, because, like, we'd have to take livestock and everything like that. Unless, like, there's life on the planet, and I guess someone tries eating it. But at that point, like, good luck to you. And I'm not sure, like, the universe is a crazy thing, and I got totally carried away on space, and I'm sorry for that. But, like, it's an interesting subject for me. That, like, we are literally created from stardust, if the Big Bang Theory is correct. You are sentient stardust. You are energy from the very beginning of time. Powering this meat suit that's powered by consuming the energy from other things. And basically, you're like, like, your stomach is like the boiler room of your body when you think about it. Because your stomach 
handles digestion, which processes everything, breaks it down, and then your intestines intestinalize it, I guess. I don't know the actual word for, well, they digest it. And then those things, that those proteins and things absorbed from that food is what's used to power your body. Like, food is a power source. And it begs the question with how people eat meat and you have a natural, like, craving for meat unless you are vegan or vegetarian and those of you I, I i give you kudos i've wanted to do it but like i tried to be vegetarian for a long time i was for almost like a year and it just didn't work out like i one day was presented with chicken nuggets without thinking and like my brain just kicked in and i ate like a fucking 20 piece of chicken nuggets in less than less than 20 minutes i'm not kidding i was eating like two nuggets a minute i was like oh my god this is so good and yeah i don't know like i went into like carnivore mode and just started eating meat again like crazy like i was having steaks and shit i was eating carne asada a lot like i was making myself like i'd go down to the grocery store on my way home from work and I'd get off like one bus stop early just to stop and get like the good carne asada from the place that I got it from. And then I would walk the extra like mile and a half home and be hungry the whole time. Get home and make carne asada tacos. And that was like a ritual for me for a while. Again, not to offend anybody that's vegan, but I fucking love carne asada tacos. I know there's lots of vegan alternatives too, so like I've been I'm willing to try some good ones. If you guys like send them to me on Twitter or tag me in a post on the Twitter, let me know like what's going on with that stuff. Cause like I'd like to try it, I'm not gonna lie. But anyways, guys, I'm pretty high and now I'm pretty hungry because I'm talking about carne asada tacos. So I'm gonna go inside, I'm gonna eat, and I'm gonna go to bed. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to all you guys in the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.